Welcome to the Rogue Tailboard Podcast, where firemen are fired up and minimal is unacceptable. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Jason. What's going on, my man? Uh, How are you? I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm doing really good. Had a pretty vigorous week, so I'm taking today to... uh, decompress and debrief before going back to shift tomorrow that uh swift water class was definitely physically demanding and then i took a mma match yesterday at our gym with another guy from a fellow gym just to see where each other's more back on the physical side (laughs) dude i would imagine that's incredible well uh you definitely i mean uh, days off for definitely a good thing man Definitely. I think they're underrated, too. I think a lot of us like to try and stay busybodies, but we need that time to uh, replenish, to keep going, so on and so forth, what we do. But, uh, man, I do want to say it's an honor to have you on. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to just visit with me and hear your story. For those listening out there, this is Jason Patton, and he's the creator of Fire Department Chronicles. He's also the vice president of Fire Department Coffee, representative of Banyan Treatment Center for First Responder Mental Health. He's also the founder and owner of Patent Comedy CPR. I'm guessing that's a CPR instructed class gig you got? No, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a com- it's CPR that uh, is taught in a comedic way. So it's essentially stand-up comedy. You get to learn how to save lives, and then you walk out of there with a certification in your pocket. Very cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'd like to start off just asking, man, what what got you into the fire service, brother? I uh, was, it was actually just pure kind of happenstance. I I had a friend who went to EMT school. I was a mechanic at the time, and uh, we were all hanging out. He's like, man, I I just went to this thing called EMT school. I I loved it. I thought it was really cool. You might want to check it out. And, um, you know, I wasn't exactly happy as a mechanic, so I said, let me check it out. I went there and, and fell in love with it instantly. It was it was amazing to me just learning about the human body and challenging my mind and found something that I actually loved. So did that, went immediately into paramedic school and then fire. And now I am, uh, been out for about 13 years. Nice. So you're still currently active in the service too, amongst everything else you got going on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how do you juggle that? Because you are, you're definitely very, very infamous with us first responders. We love watching your stuff and getting a good laugh from it. That's got to be a I lot for juggle, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, it can be. It definitely can be. But you find a way, uh, you know, with this world, there's a way, as they always say. But, um, you know, I just – I'm lucky I have an incredible team behind me with regards to, like, my uh, – with Fire Department Coffee, we all have a very well-balanced relationship. Some guys handle stuff. Certain things, uh, others handle others. Um, and like, I'm definitely up on the media side, creating the videos, writing the scripts and all that fun stuff. And then, you know, with Chronicles, dude, I just, I, I found a decent balance in my fiance, Megan. She, she, uh, supports me more than anything, dude. So, you know, awesome. thankfully I have people behind me that helped me do it. So. No, that's, that's the huge put. I think we all, we all need this is not, not a one man show. You can't keep moving forward. You got to have a good, good support group for sure. Oh, and, yeah. Um, no, 100%. What made you start the Fire Department Chronicles, brother? I heard uh, you did one of your videos during Mental Health Awareness where this is kind of near and dear to you. So I'm going to kind of pass the oh, mic yeah. on to you on this, brother. Let's hear it. We know you're the funny guy, and we all appreciate that. But 
hear your story on this, man. Yeah, so, you know, Chronicles just started off me joking around the station the way that every, you know, I, I, I've, I've said from day one, there's, there's one of me in every department across the world, um, you know, just joking around, having a good time with the boys. And um, mm -hmm. I got lucky. I uh, put out a couple of videos. People really enjoyed them. And I had a very understanding chief at the time, and he, he saw the greater picture behind it all. So that was, awesome. uh, yeah, that was very cool. And then you know, with regards to the mental health stuff, dude, I, you know, I've seen people in, in, in general, like, especially brothers and sisters in the, as first responders, we, we go through stuff, man. I mean, like everybody does. Yeah. And I, I think, I think with a lot of first responders, a lot of humans in general, like there is this perception that you will only have good days. And if you have a bad day, then you are, you're becoming weak which makes no sense in any way, shape or form. I mean, life is yeah, not your life. <laughs> yeah, dude, life has to go up and down. You know, it's funny because coaches and, and fathers and, 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 and dads and, and moms, they will, they will preach all day long that, you know, losing is an inevitability and losing and, and having a bat or have, you know, not winning a match is, is where you learn the most from. But when it comes to mental health, that is not that is never put out there. It is always like you are either happy or you are sad and depressed and weak. It's like, no, that's not the way the body works, man. So, um, bro, I just I went through some stuff, man. I, I uh, had suicidal thoughts. I legitimately uh, at one point in time, I laid on my gym floor and fantasized about killing myself and and I felt better about it. And I was like, this is not good. So I yeah. went and seek some help, dude. And I found an incredible therapist that 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 helped me get back to normal and taught me some things about myself and dude i tell you it's it's been inspirational and amazing ever since well man that's a inspiration to myself too because i've i've been there myself and i've got this is pre-fire service i've had some dark times you know rough yeah. divorce and had some other things i was going on with and that definitely crossed my mind. i was Almost willing to commit and had had the knife in hand and I just I, so you can't do yeah. this and, and I've sought my help and I think having someone that's a platform like you to be able to stand, stand up and address that gives a lot of hope to a lot of us other firemen and people aren't firemen that are just going through those things to know that you can talk about this you're not less of a man for having some feelings no. and I'm no no trying to no. really hold on. And and you and and brother, that's what it's about, man. Just just talking. That's it. Like it does not, you know. Just because you talk about something that you uh, that might have bothered you does not make you less of a person. I mean, no one in history has ever said to people, or that has been successful in their life, at least. You just stand there. You know, you weather the storm. That's it. Like you, when it's cold outside, you put clothes clothing on to adapt. Right. I mean, that's why right. humans are still around because we've built homes we've created blankets you know we've created things to help us weather the storms around us so yeah. in the physical nature we always do that well why are we trying to change it in the mental nature you know yes be be mentally mm -hmm. tough in the moments when you have to be you know don't you know try not to break down in front of patients because there kind of needs to be tough in those moments but when you get back right. to the station that's our environment man that's that's where you you look at your brother or your sister and say you know I was, that, was, that, that kind of bothered me, man. I've never seen somebody look at me dead in my eyes before I die, before they died. And then our job as brothers and sisters is to just look at them and just go, 
Matt, you did, yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, that, that, that was crazy. Just, dude, validate someone's thought processes can stop them from becoming an alcoholic three years later, you know? Yes. Yeah, you hit it right there. It's on us, too, when we don't have those moments to not be that chauvinistic, ah, get over it, man. You're all right. No, just let, yeah. let your brother and sister talk it out, dude. They, they need that. That's part of us. And I think that really helps yeah. build strong crews. You know? Yes, yes, 100%. That's very important. So with 100%. that, how did you get in the involvement with the uh, the Banyan Treatment Center? Let's hear about that. It's pretty cool that you're doing no, there. No, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, no, Banyan Treatment Centers is incredible. Essentially, the, the reason I came across them was yeah, conversations like this. Like, guys are mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I, I've had a, like the, the videos help me laugh. Dude. They so help me with my mental health. And I'm like, that's awesome. They're like, but, you know, I got a buddy who's an alcoholic and, you know, he's got to go somewhere. Where should I send him? And I didn't have a place because I don't want to just say, oh, yeah, go to this place. They, I've heard they're great. I wanted to be able to, you know, make sure that the facilities that I was suggesting actually did have amazing uh, help available. So banding treatment right. centers, I went I went with them because they're not a only first responder place because – Brother, you may have issues that have nothing to do with you being a first responder or your mom may have a problem. So uh, they right. have 15 facilities across the United States. They do an incredible job. Some of the lowest recidity or relapse rates in uh, in the United States. They're very good at what they do. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted a place to be able to point my finger and go go there. And if you come to Florida, I'll come visit you uh, and make sure you're good, man. So Banyan's right. amazing, dude. They, they, they've done a great job. No. There's definitely those times of needs, and we see them. We we know the crew members that are struggling, and oh, yeah. I just hope that they're humble enough when you're pulling them aside. You're like, hey, man, everything cool? Because you can yeah. talk to me, and hopefully we all have that trust in our, our stuff to begin with. But, um, yeah, I know yeah. I'm a Texas boy, but it's cool to see that you're from South Florida. That was my birth state. I was born and raised in Fort Myers and lived nice. some time in Sarasota. So, oh, Lee County. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. I'll be out in Texas soon, so. Oh yeah, it they're they're good here. They're a good state. They they like their freedom. That's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, sure, man. So with you going on and becoming who you are, and building this big momentum of influence, how has that affected you at your station life? You know, you start getting no. a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're like a nationwide. Has have the boys poked at you a little bit, giving you a hard time, or? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they have, they've actually, I got to tell you the, the crews in general, 99% of the people there have been ultra supportive. They've been amazing to me. They've, you know, whatever I've needed, they've always helped out with at one point in time, I stopped doing so much filming with the guys at the station just because I felt like it was a burden. They were just constantly, Hey, can you film this? Can you film this? Uh, so I eventually started creating the characters to, for myself. I, I was every character, but um, no, I mean, they, they've been absolutely amazing and you know, they've been supportive and yeah, they, they, they bust my chops, especially God forbid anybody wants to take a picture with me while I'm on shift. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're relentless. I'm working, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all, but the guys are like, Oh God, you know, look at this, look at this guy. I got to take a picture. So, like, so um, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they've all been like super, super, super incredible. That's awesome. I'm surprised you don't have a sponsorship. Ice cream. You probably got to buy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Awesome, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, uh, no problem, man. Uh, is there any advice that you would like to give to me who, 
might be struggling with getting the courage to speak up if they feel like there's something wrong, whether they, I mean, just what words of encouragement would you give to those guys that just, Hey man, it's right to reach out. Not feel Listen, about it. Yeah. Look, your, your, um, your manliness or your, your toughness is not defined by how well you can be rigid and how well you can, um, you know, not talk about the things that are going on in your head. In fact, the, the, the toughest, most well-rounded, most well-balanced people in the world are exactly that well-balanced. They can talk about the things when they're, when they're, when they're down, but they can also talk about the things when they're up, they can cry when they need to cry and get that. And they get that out. It's a, I mean, in reality, it's probably one of the most satisfying emotions besides one other one that I won't say, but um, you know, yeah. like in the world, man, it's just, it's incredible. So like, if you got to talk, talk, um, find the right people to talk to. Peer support programs are amazing. Or if you got a, a brother or sister at work that you just get along with so well, then that's, you know, talk to that person. But remember this, there are people whose entire lives are predicated off of crapping on other people around them. So, man. you know, you may go to the one that dude that just has, you try to talk to him and he's like, ah, man up, bro. That guy, that guy's entire life is just trying to crap on other humans. So, you know, those are the people you go to find someone that you can genuinely talk to. Oh, that's awesome. That's good advice, man. Do you, do you think that. there's any, do you feel like, do you think secure at the station or, Maybe not like red flags or <laughs> well, the number one red flag is not talking, you know, just attempting to, you know, if you're looking for things in the station to w or watch out for your brothers and sisters, you know, person, huge personality changes. If the guy is normally super happy and everything running around and now he's not talking to anybody, that's a huge red flag. But, you know, the or, or, or even the opposites, the guy that is normally very doesn't want to talk to anybody, but. You know, he comes in one day and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Everything, you know, and like just he's acting really, really abnormal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that that's something else to, to look at. Hey, what's going on, bro? But, you know, the worst coping mechanism in the world is drinking that or drinking or substance abuse. That's the absolute worst one. But I mean, if you listen, if you work out, that's good for hormones. If you, if you go for a walk every once in a while, that's great for hormones. If you eat like a normal human, great for hormones, because that's what this really comes down to. It's good hormone yeah. balance good balance throughout your life and, and just building a good place for your boys. It's not the wrong with drinking, but if it's all you do, then you got a big issue. Yeah. It shouldn't be a crutch, man. That can easily get abused nah. and real quick. And I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, you got any goals you're trying to knock out? Goals right now for me, dude, um, are, I, I want to become, I want to become a, uh, a speaker on mental health, but in a very fun, exciting way where I can get people to change their thought processes on talking about their feelings, the big F word that no one wants to say, uh, right. just talking about stuff on a daily basis. So we don't have to have huge mental health conferences and talk about a bunch of people that have killed themselves. Just a, a very, Hey man, this is an approach that we do every single day and it's worked out amazingly. That would be my, my goal. And then eventually to have the greatest coffee company in the in the world, that would definitely yes, be one. So <laughs> doing big things with that, I love it. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> and, uh, man, I got one last question. Um, I know you're mm -hmm. you're busy, man. I really appreciate your time. But as far as it goes with life and in the fire service, what does setting the standard mean to you? Because I know that's something I always like. And on being able to set the standard, I want to hear what it means to you, man. 
uh, setting a standard for me is a very uh, personal thing, and this is going to sound weird, but set your standard and what your reputation is going to be in your first year, right? Um, right. You know, either create routines. This is what I do every day when I come in. I do these these three things or these four things. Create the standard there for yourself, but create your reputation and personal standard your first year because whatever you do in that first year whatever you do that first year will stick with you for the rest of your career whether it's whether it's 20 years or 30 years or five years what whoever you are in your first year will be who you are defined as for the rest of your career man that's spot on we only got one first impression man it's hell to earn back if it was a bad one uh, yes. And I did an amazing job on my first impression. So I had to fight back from it. For a while. So <laughs> I, was the, I was the, I was the jokester the first year and that stuck with me. So <laughs> like, man, I can't take this guy seriously. Does he even do anything? <laughs> Pretty much. That's uh, awesome. Man. So, well, Jason, I really everybody. appreciate your time, brother. Uh, it was an honor to have you on. Uh, you're definitely our first guest. So you are setting the standard, so to say, getting them high going on that, but man, I really appreciate it. It's awesome to see other firemen and other men in general, just being okay with saying, Hey, I got a problem, man. And I need to seek it yeah. out. It doesn't make you less of a human. And I'm trying to break through that stereotype with you, even at a home front. You know, I've always joked, cause I got big ears. And I tell my guys, dude, just holler at me. I got, God gave me big ears <laughs> for a reason. Just, just talk to me, man. Just let me know. Love it, dude. <laughs> so. I love that, bro. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Chris, man. This, these are uh, the types of platforms that guys need, man. Guys and girls, they got to hear this stuff. And uh, you're the one sending the message out there, brother. So keep up the good work. Well, much love, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening in. Y'all stay tuned and y'all have a safe week. Y'all take it easy. Be, be safe.